At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to Hit the Bell with Matthias Burbell on the Sports Grid Radio Network. What's up, fight fans? Welcome to Hit the Bell with me, Matthias Burbell. We are ready, baby. We are ready. UFC 298 is upon us. Alexander Volkanovsky, Ilya Topuria for the featherweight strap. Who's going to take it? I can't believe that's even a question. I can't believe that's even a question right now. We're talking about one of the pound-for-pound best, Alexander Volkanovsky, going back to his natural weight class, going back to the weight class that he dominates in, going back to the weight class where he's dominated pound-for-pound fighters like Max Holloway three times in a row. And people are thinking this cat from Spain, Ilya Topuria, is going to go in there and do something crazy to Volk. Unbelievable. It's a near pick'em. Ladies and gentlemen, oh my goodness, let's get ready to rumble with Alexander Volkanovsky. This fight reminds me of a featherweight uh, championship fight we had quite some time ago. Not that long ago, but quite some time long ago, man. And I'm talking about Max Holloway and Brian Ortega. Let's do it. Let's let's rewind a little bit. You know, we're going to jump into this card. I'm, I'm going to pull up a little tape that I had with Carver on the Carver and Lisi show where we broke down Alexander Volkanovsky's fight. But first things first, this reminds me of Max Holloway against Brian Ortega. The similarities to what's going on right now is immense. It's immense. It really is. When Max Holloway went up in weight to go for the, for the interim championship belt, of the, the lightweight interim championship belt of the world, Against against Dustin Poirier, Max was aiming to become the double champ. That was the goal. I thought he was going to get it done. He doesn't get it done. Dustin beats him fair and square. You know, cuts him up. It, it was a great fight. It's a classic fight. I, I recommend everybody to go watch that fight over again if you're an MMA fan. Dustin Poirier, Max Holloway for the interim lightweight belt. That's the same fight card that Israel Adesanya beat Kelvin Gastelum in, and he won the middleweight belt. It was just an excellent, excellent overall card uh, from top to bottom. But at the same time, that's not the point. The point of this is Max loses that championship fight. And what happens? All that shine, all that hype, you know, the, the talk about Max Holloway just doesn't evaporate. But it's just not as strong as it once was. You know, it, 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 it started to diffuse the flame. You know, and I'm, and it was sad for Hawaii because you knew that Max was so close to becoming that big, big star 
for the UFC. And, and it didn't happen, unfortunately. But what happens next? Brian Ortega, this young, hungry, sexy Mexican-looking dude that has great jiu-jitsu, just an amazing fighter, a submission artist, all the hype, right? Oh, Brian Ortega undefeated in the UFC. Ooh la la. And, and what happens? Max goes in there and doesn't just dominate. He puts on a clinic. He puts on a freaking clinic. And it was a near pick before the fight started. And once the fight began, Max was actually a plus 110 underdog. You know, and, and that had me scared. I'm like, what, man? What does Vegas know that I don't know? Vegas didn't know squat. They fell for the trap. That's what they did. They fell for the Brian Ortega trap. And Max dominated that fight for five rounds. Uh, even gave Ortega tips during the fight on how to become a better fighter. Literally, one of the biggest clinics I've ever seen. And Max Holloway has put on some clinics. Like the clinic he put up against Calvin Cater. And yes, the clinic that he gave Brian Ortega. And you know, this is so similar, in my opinion, to what's happening right now. Alexander Volkanovsky, Ilya Topuria. It's like, it's identical. I'm telling you, everybody. It's identical. You know, it, it, Alex goes up in weight, becomes a double champ. He doesn't get it. He goes after it again. He doesn't get it. He go, Now he goes back down in weight, and he's going to fight this new, young, hungry, undefeated prospect. And it's a near pick -em. My lord, I'm not falling for this trap again. I'm not falling for the trap again. I'm not going to stay on the sidelines. I'm not going to stay on the bench. I'm going in with Alexander Volkanovsky, and that's that. Holy Lord, let's go, baby. And you know what's crazy? I think it's going to be a little scarier than the Max fight. I do think Terperia will have some success in round one. I think he will land some shots, and it's going to be like, oh, my goodness, what a fight. You know, this is going to be a classic until it's not. Until he starts to gas out, until we start to see the cardio tank start to diffuse, you know, in round two. And it, it wouldn't surprise me if we see a Volkanovski knockdown in round one. But you know what's crazy? Volk is, is immortal, man. This guy gets knocked down because he has a big head, man. He has a strong head. He gets knocked down and he gets back up. And that's that's where the rugby comes into play. That's where getting hit by guys twice his size, you know, for years of his life can come into play. That's where all of the fruition comes into play, man. And, and I really do think that Topreo will have some success in round one. But I don't think he will be able to sustain it. And I think Volkanovski will get better as the fight grows older. And I do think he will finish Topuria in round two, maybe at the end of round two or in round three. And if not round three, in the beginning of round four. You know, I don't see this going to a decision. I don't. And if it does, it'll be a freaking classic. And that means Topuria is the real deal and we're going to have a crazy decision. And if that happens, that's amazing. You know what I mean? Will we lose some money? Sure, we'll lose some money. But at the end of the day, this is about MMA. You know, this is about MMA to, 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 to the fullest. And that's what makes me excited. That's why I love to do the show. That's why I love to talk about these fights. Because at the end of the day, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. That's why we watch. That's why we watch. And what, the crazy thing about this whole thing is that when I'm wrong and I fall on my face, I'm not usually pounding the, the, you know, the wall. I'm not like saying, how, how, how? I'm, not, I'm honestly kind of smiling, thinking, I'm like, that was so cool. Like, that's badass. Like, wow, nobody could expect that. But most of the time, that's not what happens. You know, most of the time, you know, when when we're pretty sure on what, on something that's going to happen, it, it doesn't it always happen, but it usually does. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, Joe Pfeiffer last week, like, holy smokes. The, the guy nearly knocks out, um, oh, I, I already forgot who he fought in the, first, in, in the fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jack Hermanson. You know, holy smokes, right? Like, how? Just, just how? 
You know, the first two rounds, he, he, he's like Jack Joe is just all over him. And then out of nowhere, you know, he, he just loses his confidence. He, get, he gets punched in the eyeball. And then he loses sight in his right eye. And next thing you know, he just can't fight the fight the way that he was. And and that's that. You know, Jack just grew grew and grew and grew and grew and then won the fight. Like what a what a crazy, crazy set of events, right? That that's what's that's what's amazing about fighting. Like you don't know what, what when something could change. You know, somebody could be be doing so great until that one shot lands that concusses him, you lose your vision, and then that that handicaps you for the rest of the fight. You know, it's 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 nerve wracking, it's scary. It's it's scary, but that that's MMA, and that's why we watch Ben. But Volkanovski, even if he gets knocked down, don't panic, ladies and gentlemen. This guy is durable. This guy will get back up and come right at your face. You know, it reminds me of a time where he fought Chad Mendes. You know, this was one of uh, Volkanovski's biggest fights. You know, coming up in the UFC when he fought Chad Mendes, and at the time, you know, Chad was known as a uh, little Iron Mike Tyson. You know, the big right hand, the prince of the of the featherweight division, the guy who nearly beat Jose Aldo, you know, one of the classics of the featherweight division of all time, Chad Mendes against Jose Aldo. Not the first time, but the second time around. You know, it was just an excellent fight. And, and when Volkanovski fought Chad Mendes, you know, Chad Mendes was coming off of, coming out of like a little layoff that he had. And then he ended up fighting Miles Jury, if I'm not mistaken. And it is, I'm pretty sure it was Jury. And Jury was coming off of a victory. You know, Jury, Jury's a tough guy. And what does Chad do coming off of the couch? Knocks out Jury with an overhand right, in, you know, early in the fight. It's such a Chad Money Mendez moment. You know what I mean? That's what Chad does. If Chad knocks you down, you're not getting back up. And if Chad knocks you down, you're sure as hell not going to be great again. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just not what happens. You have to knock down Chad first in order to win those fights. And Chad Money Mendez against Volkanovski, it's it's I I was rooting for Chad because I'm a Chad guy. I like Chad, but I also knew that Volkanovski what was was a legit fighter, man. Like you could just tell that this guy's the real deal coming up in the UFC. He was dominating. He was going forward. He has no fear. You you know what I mean? You could tell that he could take a shot, and he, that's not going to worry him. And Chad knocks down Volk. Chad knocks down Volk like Chad does. You know, great overhand right knocks him down you know, shoots him right in the chin. And what does Volkanovski do? He gets back up and kind of starts walking at him and starts like nogging his head back and forth. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, good shot, boy. And I'm thinking to myself, like, holy smokes. Like, Volkanovski is getting up from a Chad Mendez overhand, right? And he's walking up on Chad, like saying, do it again. Like, that's not something that you see. You know, that, that was something new for me. And that's something that I loved, man. It was something that told me, oh my God. Volkanovski is the real deal, and he sure was because he literally became the featherweight champion, and he never lost until he fought Islam Makachev. Like my goodness, like that is Alexander Volkanovski. So when I see Topuria, I see also Chad Mendez. You know, I see I see Topuria fight, fighting like Chad Mendez. You know, a guy who might have some success early in the fight, but that doesn't mean anything. You know, that doesn't mean anything in a championship fight. You know, you got to finish the fight. Remember Chad, uh, Carlos Condit, Robbie Lawler. Carlos Condit having a lot of success, and then Robbie Lawler just coming back in the fifth round. You know, how about Rory McDonald and Robbie Lawler? Same thing. How many times did guys have success early in the fight, and it's just like it, it didn't come true until Robbie Lawler shattered that nose and completely puts down Ro Rory McDonald. And this is coming after the round that Rory McDonald had the most success in. You know, I, I see this fight playing out something like that. I see this fight playing out with, with Volkanovski having a little bit of trouble in, in round one, and then, you know, Tightening up, 
and finishing the fight. And I just don't see uh, the cardio tank going well for Ilya Topuria. That, that's just that's just what I see. This has been round one. This is Hit the Bell with me, Matias Babel. This is a breakdown of Alexander Volkanovsky and his greatness going into UFC 298. We're going to be back right after this. We're going to give some more picks coming into the next uh, couple of fights. There's some big fights coming up on UFC 298. And we're going to get on this right after this. Only on Hit the Bell. Y'all stay tuned. We're making some money today. Yeehaw, baby. Let's go. This is sports good. You're listening to Hit the Bell with Matthias Burbell on the Sports Grid Radio Network. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Hit the Bell with Matthias Burbell on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Welcome back to Hit the Bell with me, Matias Bell. We are rolling on this UFC 298 fight card, baby. Let's go. Co-main event, Robert Whitaker and Paulo Costa. What a scary fight this is. You know, and, and I think this is going over. I, that's the way I'm going to play this fight. I'm playing the over. Do I want to sprinkle some on Paulo Costa? I, I do because Robert Whitaker is hitting that age where, where you know, he's been in so many big-time fights. He's been knocked down multiple times. He just got finished by uh, Duplessis. You know, just not that long ago, less than a year ago. So uh, I wonder what we're going to get out of Bobby Knuckles, Rob, Robert Whitaker, because this guy is amazing. You know, he is. And so is Paulo Costa, man. This guy knows how to throw. He has good jujitsu. Uh, I just wonder who's going who's gonna to win the, the ground game. You know, who's going to take this fight to the ground? Will Robert Whitaker use his wrestling, you know, in this fight? I think he's going to have to use his wrestling in this fight if he's going to want to win this fight. 
But th- th- I think this goes all three rounds. I-, I really do. I think this is a good fight, and it's going to be a split decision. I, I don't know who's going to win it. That's why I don't want to give you guys a pick to say, oh, Paulo Costa is going to win this reason, you know, why. If Paulo Costa wins this fight, it's because he lands something big, and then he takes control of the fight with his, with, with his striking. If Robert Whitaker wins this fight, it's because he gets his fight to the ground, and he, you know, he's in top position while, while Paulo Costa is trying to get a submission with some jiu-jitsu on the ground. That, that's just the way I see this fight going out uh, one way or the other. But I'm taking the over. That's my best play for this fight, the over two and a half. Because besides that, I just, like I said, it's going to be tough for me to say, you know, Robert Whitaker is going to win this fight because of this. And it's going to be tough for me to say Paulo Costa is going to win this fight. It's just too close. It's too close. And both, and Paulo Costa, you know, you just never know what you're going to get with the guy. You know what I mean? Sometimes he could just be happy losing from the ground, it seems like. It's like, oh, yeah, I already made my money. I already made half my purse. You know, I'm already a star. I, I'm getting paid good money just to show. I, you know, does he want to win the fight? Sure. But it, it, is, it, does he have that Robert Whitaker hunger? Uh, you know, that that's what, what I question sometimes. And I, and I say that because I remember the fight against Vittori where I just thought he didn't have that much urgency. And when I see a guy fight without urgency, it makes me, it, it's tough for me to back him, if that makes sense. But we move on. Ian Gary, minus 235 against Jeff Neal. I think Ian Gary wins this fight, and I think he finishes Jeff Neal. I do. I think he finishes him in round two. I think Jeff's a tough guy. I think he's going to be durable in round one. I think we're going to see, uh, you know, a, a feeling out process at first because Jeff does have some strong hands, you know, hands to steal Jeff Neal, man. It's an interesting fight. I know that he's been hungry going into this fight because last these guys were scheduled to fight previously, and it didn't happen. And Ian Gary wore a Jeff Neal mug face shirt to you know to the weigh-ins and, and you know during during the fight week, and that was messed up. Jeff Neal's dad took offense to that, and Jeff Neal uh took offense to it as well. And he told Ian Gary in the face-off like, "Thank you for wearing that shirt. It motivated me." So you know I, I, we're gonna see a motivated Jeff Neal. But as motivated as Jeff Neal wants to be, he's just not the martial artist that, that uh, Ian Gary is. Has Ian Gary, you know, shit the bed multiple times? He has, man. I don't, I don't think Ian Gary has done some pretty cool things lately when it comes to talking to the media and building up fights. You know, I, I haven't really been an Ian Gary fan. I, I was. I was an Ian Gary fan. But after his antics and after the nonsense with Neil Magny and after the him pulling out of the fight and him saying, like, oh, I'm fearful for my family and, and all that nonsense, it's like, dude, you're in Anaheim right now. You know what I mean? Are you telling me you're not fearful of your family family right now? Like, nothing's going to happen to your family. Nobody's going to go up to your family and, and hurt them. Might they get harassed a little bit? Yeah, but whose fault is that, Gary? Like, whose fault is that that they're going to get harassed? That's your fault, my dude. You know what I mean? That's your fault. So so if, you, if you're going to like drop out of fights and, and do the whole blah, blah, you know, you know what I mean? Like keep your mouth shut. <laughs> you know, this is a fight game. When, when you start to do crazy things and then get Neil, you know, Neil Magny in trouble and, and say things like about him hurting his child. When you take his words out of context and you build that up the way that you did, or if you wear a Jeff Neil mug shirt after he got arrested with, you know, with a small, with not with a small DUI, but with a DUI, you know, those things are going to happen, bro. And, and, and I hope it happens more to you. Not in a bad way, but it's like, that's what you get. You know, you reap the benefits. You know, you, you that's what happens when you open your mouth and you say what you say. You know, expect those things. Expect the fans to come at you a little bit. But don't cry about it and, and then blah, blah, blah your way through your interviews after that. But I, I do think Ian Gary's going to win this fight. And I think he wins via finish. I, I really do. 
Uh, it, it's going to be a damn good banger. Mirab Devalishvili taking on Henry Cejudo. Oh, man. I sure love the way that Mirab is approaching this fight. I got to say, I'm going to throw Mirab in some parlays. He, he, looks, he looks strong. I got to say, this is the most ripped and the most intense I've, I've, I've actually ever seen Mirab. And I love Mirab. Like, I think he's an excellent fighter. I think he has excellent pressure. I think he has excellent grappling, great wrestling. Henry Cejudo is, is, a, is a gold Olympic medal wrestler. You know what I mean? Like, he's not a better wrestler than Cejudo. But I do think he's, an, he's a better MMA fighter than Henry Cejudo. And the thing with Cejudo is, you know, he's 37 years old now, ladies and gentlemen. You know, he's won his belt. He's won Olympic gold. He's done everything that you need to accomplish for a mixed martial artist and some. He has a lot of money. You know what I mean? He's strictly going in here right now for the love of the sport. But at the same time, Mirab Devalishvili is going for much more than the love of the sport. And he's also 33. So this is where I go to the age disparity. You know, this is, this is where I say to myself, how's Henry going to hold up? You know, how's Henry going to hold up in this fight once he gets past round, round one? You know, we're going to get these the answers to these questions, you know, during the fight. But I think Mirab is just ready to rock and roll. When I saw the stare down, I, I saw a Mirab <laughs> ready to kick some ass, man. And I think he's going to win this fight. I'm throwing him in some parlays. And we're going to build a parlay, you know, uh, towards the end of this round. But we're going to keep going down through this card. Roman Kopolov. I, I see some value with Roman Kopolov. I've heard a lot of praise for Anthony Hernandez and his jiu-jitsu. He has great jiu-jitsu. Don't get me wrong. He's a submission specialist. But Roman Kopolov, since he fought my boy Punahela Soriano, man, this guy has been fighting with, with some different, you know, with a different level of passion, but with a different hunger, you know, with precision and, and, and just the, the ferocity of his strikes. This guy is a powerful human being. You know, you don't you don't just beat up my boy Puna. You know, and the way that he beat him up was something that nobody's ever really done to Puna before. And then Puna hasn't been the same since that fight, I gotta say. But what has Kopolov done since? Man, this guy has four TKOs in a row. Man, even before Puna, you know, the, the, the Italian, the Italian, the Chirico, he knocks him out in round three. He knocks out Puna in round two. He knocks out Rebedo in round two. And then he just knocked out Josh Fram in round two. And these have been brutal knockouts. You know, this hasn't just been like a TKO where he's just been putting it on, putting it on him for the whole entire fight. Like he's been waiting to strike, you know, with a perfect blow and he's been landing that blow. And when I see Anthony Hernandez, the way to beat Anthony Hernandez is with constant pressure. I think of the, of the time that he fought Kevin Holland and Kevin Holland just ran right through him from the second that the, that the fight started. You know, that's what Kopalov is going to have to do in this fight to win it. And, and I think plus 190 plus 200 in some books is a generous price to pay, man. I got to say, like, I, I think I'm going to take Kopalov in this fight. If it was a pick I, I would probably stay away. But there's no way I could avoid this, this plus 200, you know, plus 190 pr price range with Kopalov and the way that he's been fighting over the last year. You know, can Anthony Hernandez and his gas tank and his takedowns completely devour Kopalov? They sure can. But if it was a pick I would I would go with Hernandez. You know, I'm not trying to pick the winner. We're fighting right now. We're trying to find value. And I see massive value with Roman Kopalov right now, plus 200. And I'm not the only person that's saying that. There's a lot of people thinking that Kopalov is going to win this fight. But there's also a lot of people thinking that Anthony Hernandez is going to win this fight. And I'm pretty sure the people that think Kopalov is going to win this fight are the same people that think, like, holy smokes, Kopalov plus 200. How do we not take it, right? 
you know, lucrative MMA betting is a guy that, that I follow, that I pay attention to. He's definitely a guy that that knows how to how to how to pick MMA fights. You know, and, and and I always see him always talking about value, value, value. So it's funny to me that this guy is actually uh picking Hernandez because I don't see the value with Hernandez and he always talks about value. But he's right. You know, it, we look for value when we look for MMA fights. And right now when I see value, I see plus 200 Roman Kopolov. And that's that. Shout out to Lucrative MMA Betting by the way. That that's a free plug for him because he he does he does great work in, in the MMA circuit and, and he's definitely a guy that uh, people should follow and listen to and also take advice. You know, I want to get him on the show and we're going to get him on the show uh, coming up uh, in the future. That's for damn sure. Because th when I watch his MMA videos and, and what he, and how he breaks down MMA, especially MMA gambling, it, it's some good stuff. We move on. Amanda Lemos against Mackenzie Dern. Minus 130 for Amanda Lemos, plus 110 for Mackenzie Dern. There's no way I could take Mackenzie Dern more than I've already taken her in the past and feel confident, especially with a girl who has hands like Lemos does, man. This girl, I, I, I'm not basing her last performance that she had, you know, against uh, Z Wiley Zhang. You know, she got smoked against Wiley. She was not ready to fight. She, she lost that fight before the fight even started. You know, Zhang has this aura about her where, you know, she, she's intimidating. And she definitely intimidated Amanda Lemos because that's not the way that she fights. So I'm not going to think that she's going to fight the same way against Mackenzie Dern, a girl who's who's trying to improve her striking. But we all know what Dern's going to do. You're, she's going to want to take you down and keep you down and submit you. And the thing is, man, Mackenzie Dern, when she fights against top-level opponents like Lemos, like Marina Rodriguez, she can't devour her, her opponents on the ground like she usually does. You know, she and she usually ends up getting pieced up. That's that's just a, that's just the truth. You know, she she usually ends up getting pieced up, and this is the type of fight where I see her getting pieced up again. Man, I, I see Lemos landing big shots, and the thing is with Mackenzie Dern, once you land a big shot on Mackenzie Dern, she she you know she's hesitant. She's hesitant to go forward, like like she was against Andrade. You know what I mean? Uh, she knows that she she doesn't have a great chin. She can't take shots. You know, once she gets hit, she goes down. And then she starts getting beat up. And I just don't see the, how this fight goes Mackenzie Dern's way. You know, Lemos has heavy hands, ha has good submission uh, as well. Uh, you know, she's she's won fights with submissions. So, uh, man, this, and it's, this is a Brazil versus Brazil fight. Uh, it's exciting. And, and I'm excited to watch this fight. But I'm going with Lemos at minus 130. I cannot wait. I'm also going to take Lemos to win this fight via TKO. You know, I'm going to sprinkle that in there. There's some value in there as well. We move on. Marcos Rogerio de Lima, minus 250, taking on Junior Tafa. We were supposed to see Tafa's older brother in there, but he got hurt before the fight, Before you know, during fight week. And then his little brother, Junior Tafa, has decided to take this fight on short notice and made the wait three minutes before uh, the scale was going to close. So now we get Junior Tafa. And it's plus 205 for Tafa. Um, I think Rogelio de Lima wins this fight at minus 250. I, I'm actually throwing him in a parlay uh, with Mirab Devalishvili. I think that's a great parlay piece. De Lima has heavy hands. He's also ready for this fight. You know, you, there's no way you could take a guy uh, who's coming off, you know, pretty much coming off the couch. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure he's been training. I'm sure he's been... You know, getting his brother ready for the fight and whatnot. But at the same time, there's a difference between getting ready for a fight that you're supposed to be in and getting your opponent 
I mean, and, and getting your, your partner ready for a fight. It's a different mindset. It's a different mentality. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just not there. So I'm taking Delima. There's no way I'm taking Tafa. And if Tafa wins, that's going to be so dope. <laughs> that's going to be so dope if he does, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Man, there is some pretty badass fights uh, in the prelims. And I got to say, Miranda Maverick looks pretty good at minus 190 over ABC, Andrea Lee. You know, Andrea Lee, don't get me wrong. She's she's lost a lot of fights in the last two years, but she's fought against top-level opponents. But when I see Miranda Maverick and I see the work that she's been putting in and how her body looks right now, I, there's no way I'm not taking Maverick, especially after she's coming off that win against Cachoeira. You know, Miranda Maverick got her ass kicked uh, to, to Jasmine Jasuda Vicious in, Ju in uh, June of 2023. And, and I think that was a wake-up call for her. You know, I, I think she figured out real quick, like, I'm not as good as, as I think I am. And Because Miranda Maverick came into the UFC with some hype. You know, and she's a good fighter. She She's a good fighter. She, she has good wrestling. She has good striking. But against Jasmine Jasuda Vicious, you know, she 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 was taught a lesson. She, she was taught a lesson straight up. Um on what it's going to take in order to become great in the UFC. And then when she fought against Cachoeira uh, in July of, of 2023, I thought that she looked vicious. I thought she looked vicious in there. And now she's taking ABC Lee, and I think she's. I think we're going to see the same type of vicious animal that we saw against Cachoeira. So I'm actually throwing Miranda Maverick, the first fight of the fight card in that parlay. I think we just saw the parlay, ladies and gentlemen. Miranda Maverick in the parlay. Marcos Rogelio de Lima in the parlay. And Mirab Devalishvili in the parlay. Let's see what that gives us. What's that value right now? Let's check it out. You know what? I made a mistake. How the hell do we not put Ian Gary in this parlay? We're putting the Ian Gary in this parlay. Let's go. So we're putting the Lima at minus 245 in the parlay. We are putting Ian Gary in the, in the parlay at minus 240. We're putting Mirab Devalishvili in the parlay at minus 275. And we're putting Miranda Maverick in the parlay at minus 190. A 14 parlay right there. And that is plus 315. Let's go. That's the parlay. I love the value of that parlay as well. And if we don't want to get too cute, and we don't want to trust Miranda Maverick at minus 190, let's just go with the three-teamer then. We could go with the three-teamer. And now we're doing Devalishvili, Delima, and Ian Gary. And that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is plus 175. Let's go. Those are two parlays, and we're playing both of them. And we're not going to get too cute with Maverick just in case. But there we go. Let's go, baby. I like these parlays that we just made. Vamos, vamos, vamos. Woo. I also like Danny Barlow. I think Barlow wins this fight. Uh, Danny Barlow's taking on... This is, a, this is a big fight right now for Danny Barlow. Danny Barlow taking on Josh Quinlan. Danny Barlow minus 225. I, I like Barlow in this fight against the Hawaiian Josh Quinlan. Danny Barlow could strike, man. This guy's powerful. I think he goes into this fight, and I think he finishes Quinlan. Quinlan has some good striking. I just don't think he has the, 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 out, the outburst. Not the outburst. Um, the, the output. <laughs> excuse me. The output that, that Barlow has. You know what I mean? I think that he'll Parlo will pressure this fight more. I think he will be the guy in his face, and I think he'll win this fight just because he wins with more strikes, just because he wins with the numbers. Uh, this is going to be a badass card, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's not get that twisted. Let's go. So we're taking Lemos at minus 130. We're taking Kopalov at plus 190. We're taking 
Alexander Volkanovsky at minus one uh, minus one twenty. And these are the parlays. So write write these down right now. Miranda Maverick at minus one ninety. That's what we're doing. Marcos Rojeda the Lima at minus two fifty. That's what we're doing. Ian Gary at minus two thirty five. And Mirab Devalashvili at minus two seventy. That is plus three fifteen value. And we're also doing Mirab Devalashvili, Ian Gary, and Marcos Rojeda the Lima at minus two fifty. And that's plus one seventy five with that value as well. So that's what we're doing. But yes, we are definitely 100%, 100% taking Alexander Volkanovsky. Let's go. We have been rolling. After this, we're coming back. We're going to play a segment that I did with Carver and Lisi on SiriusXM Channel 159 talking Alexander Volkanovsky and Ilya Topuria right after this. Y'all stay tuned. This has been Hit the Bell with me, Matias Babel. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Hit the Bell with Matias Babel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Hit the Bell with Matthias Burbell on the Sports Grid Radio Network. That big UFC event this weekend. As well. Now, we've talked about this a little this week, but this Volkanovski, who's the champ, is fighting uh, Tapuria. I'm sure I said his name wrong, but Matias will, will slide in. Where's the no, hit the bell? It. You, you got where, it. You where, got where, it, baby. You got it. hit the bell this week? Did we do a hit the bell? Where, oh, it's coming. Bell? It's coming. It's in production. It's coming. It's oh, okay. releasing before the fights tomorrow morning, baby. Let's go. All right. So Saturday morning, we'll get hit the bell out there uh, and let everybody get in the mix here for these fights. Now, you have been – you're like double and tripling down on this Volkanovsky on, on Saturday night, right? You're all in on this guy? 
Oh, there's no, there's no way I'm betting against him, man. There, yeah, there's no way. After doing the homework and doing the analysis and just like, I'm not following the whole critique. I'm not going with the new era, the new wave. No, 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 no. This is so similar to Brian Ortega, Max Holloway. It, it, you know, it, it's a, it's very similar. I, I, I kid you not, guys. Straight up. when or, Max Holloway went up to wait to fight Dustin Poirier. You know, he was a featherweight, he was a featherweight king at the time. Poirier pieced him up. And then here is Brian Ortega, this young, hungry featherweight, waiting for Max Holloway. Everybody thinks Max is going to lose. He finally lost, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, Max goes back down to featherweight and completely puts on a clinic on Ortega, rearranges his face, sends him back to the boonies, back to training, back to basics. And this is something I have a feeling it's going to be something very similar with Volkanovski and Ilya Topuria. Don't get me wrong. Topuria is a great undefeated fighter. You know, good, good boxer. But at the same time, Volkanovski, is well-rounded in every single department. We're talking about one of the pound-for-pound pound best. Not just a featherweight champ, not just like a top 15 guy in the pound-for-pound pound fighting rank. We're talking about the number two guy right now, trying to, you know, and, and he was nearly the pound-for-pound pound best after he nearly beat um, Islam Makhachev for the lightweight belt of the world. He was almost a double champ. You know, he's only lost to the lightweights. He's not, he's never lost to a featherweight, and he's made it look easy the entire way around. I think he's going to beat Topuria, and he's going to beat him in round three once he starts to gas a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, Volkanovski has been in there with some pound-for-pound greats, and he's been in there with some heavy hitters, with guys the same size as him, bigger than him. He's been down two rounds to zero against Max Holloway and figure out a way to win the next three rounds to contain the belt. You know, this guy is a real champion, not a fluke champion, not a guy who just beat what's-his-name and he's lucky to be there. This guy's a staple and might possibly be might possibly be the best featherweight champion to ever live but that you know we'll 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 find that out down the line after a couple more belt uh defenses but there's no way i think that Ilya Toporia goes in there and puts on a clinic against Volkanovski there's no way and we're just playing this guy straight. We're not doing any of this knockout or four rounds. No, what, no, what no, no. Yeah. If, if, if I want to get Q Carver, I'm going to think about maybe a finish in round three or in round four, depending on what the money's looking like, depending on what the numbers look like. You know, I don't think you'll get an early round one stoppage. You know, Topuria is a tough guy. But at the end of the day, we haven't seen that cardio tank go past round three. You know what I mean? We're going to see this guy now fight a real, real fighter, a, a top elite fighter. He's yet, in my opinion, to fight an elite fighter in the featherweight division. Bryce Mitchell is a good fighter. You know, Josh Emmett is an excellent fighter. But those guys are, are gatekeepers of the top five. I want to see him fight a Yair Rodriguez. I want to see him fight a Brian Ortega, a Max Holloway. You know, after he beats a guy like that, in that type of class, then he could say, hey, I'm the best guy. I'm the number one contender, blah, 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 blah. The only reason he's the number one contender is because Volkanovski has destroyed Holloway three times. He's beat Ortega, and he's beat Yair Rodriguez. There's nobody else left. So what does that mean? Topuria gets the next shot because he beat Josh Emmett. He wasn't, able, he wasn't even able to finish Josh Emmett. Did he still whoop his ass? He definitely did. But at the end of the day, we haven't seen Topuria fight against a top elite level featherweight. And this is going to be the first time, man. And, and we 
we don't even know how he's going to respond to that championship type of nerves, that anxiety. Is going to is he going to warm up too much? Is he going to get too hot in the back prior to his fight? Is he going to be like Deontay Wilder before he fought Tyson Fury the first time, where he wore a freaking night suit up to, uh, up to the ring and he was gassed out before the fight even started? Carver, you know we don't know we don't know the answers to these questions yet because he's never been in a fight like this before. You know it was really cool to see the Spanish legends send uh, Topuria. Uh, like a, like a good luck type of video. We're talking about the best Spanish athletes. You know, Rafa Nadal, the best Spanish soccer players. You know, they made a two and a half minute long video all, you know, wishing Topuria the best of luck. You know, this guy has a big following in Spain. I'm not calling this guy unpopular. You know, I'm just saying that this guy is not ready to fight Volkanovski. And the fight, and the fact that this guy has grabbed his belt multiple times and taken pictures with the belt as if he's already won something, Man, I really do believe in karma. I really do. Unless your name is Conor McGregor. But if, if your name's not Conor McGregor and you don't have the luck that Conor McGregor had and the buildup that he had going into his fights, you know, I don't want to see that. And, and I think he jinxed himself. I really do. If I was Topuria, I would have never have touched that belt. That's like touching the World Cup trophy before you play the game. And you know what would happen if you touch the World Cup trophy before the game starts. That means you're going to lose. It's simple as that. You're going to lose. And I don't know why he did that, Carver. I really don't. Man, Matias all over this fight. All over it. All right, so can I play uh, fight ends on points at plus 125? Or is somebody getting knocked out? You know, I, I, if that is, if that's what happens, it'll be a classic. I, I just don't think that he'll be able to sustain Volkanovski's pressure for five rounds. If Topuria wins this fight, it's going to be because he gets a crazy punch in the first round and, you know, hits something in the back of the ear and he drops Volkanovski and he wins the fight and, you know, he becomes the featherweight champion of the world. And if that happens, I'll bow down to the guy. You know what I mean? Nobody thought that Conor McGregor was going to knock out Jose Aldo in the first 12 seconds of the fight. You know what I mean? The, the stars were aligned for Conor McGregor. The stars were meant for Conor McGregor to become the double champ and to become, you know, know, the face of the UFC, and then, you know, his whole whiskey company, that was meant for him, you know, he was very lucky to, to do to, to, to do what he did in the way that he did it, I just don't see that happening to Topuria, you know what I mean, I don't see him landing a huge shot behind Volkanovski's ear, and if and even if he does drop Volkanovski, Volkanovski's durable, man, Volkanovski was dropped twice by Max Holloway in a fight, kicked in the back of the head behind the ear twice, and he still, still figured out a way to come back and win the fight, and it wasn't a fluke, it wasn't a robbery. He literally gave it to Max for three straight rounds after Max had a 2-0 lead the second time they fought, and he figured out how to win that fight. You know, we're talking about a guy who went with Islam Makachev for five rounds and nearly beat the guy. Shoot, 75% of the people did think he won that fight. He was that close to becoming a double champ if it wasn't for a scorecard, Carver. You know what I mean? If that's the case, Topria would never would even be fighting in this fight right now. You know, Volkanovski's the real deal, and if you don't think so, go rewatch his tapes and you're going to see real quick that he's a badass certainly seems that way we'll have to put something on him we'll get a little something with him we'll put it with the golf all right ladies and gentlemen that has been it massive thank you to to carver mike carver on carver and lisi for jumping on hit the bell this week how to put that segment on there from our show this week man it was fantastic you can listen to us every single monday through friday from 5 p.m to 7 p.m pacific and that is 8 p.m. till um, 10 p.m. Eastern. Sometimes I forget uh, exactly 
the, the East Coast and the West Coast times, man. But don't get that twisted. Carver and Lisi, five days a week, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific. We're always rolling. Sirius XM Channel 159 and also on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. Uh, big thank you to Sports Grid. We are rolling on here every single week. And we will be back next week. Man, we're going to be ch- chalking more fights. We know we have UFC 300 coming up around the corner. Max Holloway, Justin Gaethje. Woo! Let's go, baby. Let's roll. Big shout out to also Dan Dynamite Ige for getting that big time victory last week. Knockout. TKO. TKO Dynamite Dance style, baby. And also shout out to Brad Tavares. Always the warrior. Live and die on the sword. Cannot wait to see Brad fight again in the future. Big time friend of the show. Always shows up to every single fight. Win or lose, he brings it. Shout out to Brad Tavares. All right, guys, that has been it for me. We will be back next week. Like I said, go find me on X on Twitter at HitFurBell. Let's go. Only on Sports Day. See you next week. Aloha. You're listening to Hit the Bell with Matthias Burbell on the Sports Grid Radio Network. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.